Welcome back to another episode of Going for Two. My name is Jack Taylor. My name is Hunter Two. And um, this is an episode that I really did not know that we were going to have to make. Um, last week we realized we didn't really have much to talk about and um, these bowl games coming up in the next few weeks we we realized like there's there's not going to be enough content for us to to make an episode every week there'd be no point but boy were we wrong um last thursday a week ago we did not expect all that's happened in this past week um and uh so we're here to talk about all that and um man the elephant in the room obviously uh coach michael leach passing away um after a heart attack on Sunday, he passes away Monday night, and we all hear about that on Tuesday morning. Hear it, hear it officially. Um, truly, something that it, it was unexpected. Um, you know, it's one of the few times in college football history that an active head coach um, is has died like at, like while he's the coach of a team, and. Um, truly truly just blew everybody away it's so heartbreaking and seeing all the stories of what he means to college football and and current coaches and past coaches and uh, players it has just been heartbreaking uh, but it's been a great week for his memorial is just everybody is just pouring out support for him and his family and just sharing their favorite stories of mike leach and the celebrity that he was and um just been really really uh, interesting to see all this about him but obviously heartbreaking for for um, his wife Sharon and, and their their children, so um, obviously that's what we're here to talk about today, and we're going to get into uh, what he means to us and to college football, and just talk a lot about uh, his career and uh, what he means to college football and uh, into Mississippi State in these past few years. So um, before we get into that, I want to do our Friday morning motivation, um, but with a quote from Mike Leach. I thought it would be fitting uh, to do that. We did this early on because he had so many quotes. And when he was our new coach, we, you know, we were so infatuated with Mike Leach. Uh, and we still are to this day. That hasn't worn off. Um, but we're going to start off with a quote from him. And it was during his cameo uh, on Friday Night Lights uh, where he said, you got to find your inner pirate. A lot of times things just happen for a reason. We don't know why God wants it that way. But you make the best of it until you get back your inner pirate. You might be the luckiest man alive and not even know it. Yeah. And, uh, um, when when that started circulating after after all the news broke, um, even like before he died, uh, that that was just one of those that, that kind of hit hard. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it fit perfectly. Like, we don't know why this is happening, <clears throat> but we don't know why God wants it this way. We don't know why, why this has happened, but... Um, yeah, it was so fitting, and and it was just a like a little cameo in a TV show, and uh, and it was found so fitting. So um, that's what we wanted to start the show off with, and um, man, yeah, yeah, really, it, it it was it was weird that it happened this way because last week at this time <clears throat> everything was kind of going down. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't looking good for Mississippi State. Uh, we were the story of college football for for a little bit, and and then stuff starts trending upward. Um, we get Jaquavius Marks back. We we have a good recruiting weekend. Um, every, everything's looking good, and then Sunday, uh, the report comes out. the The first one, um, 
some some people took it really serious i i honestly i i didn't think that it was at that point something like very very bad i was like oh you know he's just going to the hospital because yeah. that that's what that's what you do when when you're in Starkville. If, if you have something that's happening, you, you don't stay in Starkville. You go to Jackson, and yeah. I was like, yeah, that's just what happens. And then later that later that day, it, it took that turn. So mm-hmm. yeah, you start. You know, the first thing I saw was the, like a message from Mark Keenum that was like saying something had happened to Leach and Zach Arnett was going to take over the program, you know, be the interim head coach while this was happening. And I was like, well, that's kind of like a serious thing. But I was like, well, I know like signing day is coming up. Recruiting is still like we're in the thick of that. And bowl game, like I know you have to like appoint like who's going to be in charge while Leach is away. But then, you know, you start seeing like Steve Robertson post like, like if you're the praying type like you need to be like on your knees praying because like this is not a joke this is very very serious and at that point I was like oh wow like what in the world could have possibly happened and you know every every update you know you hear like this is only getting worse it's going to take a miracle this is like again if you're the praying type pray if you're not making it pray like 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 this is this is like something we've never seen before and um obviously it just it just never never did get better and you know you hear the reports like you're just they're just waiting on mike's family to get there so that they can make this tough decision and obviously i mean everybody knows what that means at that point mm-hmm. um and so it, it just is a bad situation that that never got any better and yeah. um as you were saying right before we started though like it, it seemed like such a fitting or not fitting is not the right word it seemed like a um, a, a good end to Mike Leach's life in which he he didn't go out like being the enemy of college football like Tuesday he kind of was Dylan Johnson transfers and says because Leach doesn't think I'm very tough and he's glad that I'm leaving I'm, I'm entering the transfer portal and at that point like you said Mississippi State was the center of college football everybody was pointing at us laughing um, and then everything starts trending upwards and Mike Leach has his, his family in town and he spends the last Saturday night of his life, you know, spending time with the with beat writers and um, in the media for and Mississippi State and having everything. A, yeah, and having a good good Christmas party. And his son was there, and um, you know, just just being Mike Leach and, and coached has, one more practice. Yeah, <laughs> had a, had a bowl practice, and you know, it, it just seemed like he went out being a football coach and there's there's really no other way you could imagine Mike Leach going out and being a being a football coach being a father being a friend and that's you know our post that's what we said like he was a he was a um, father and he was a husband above all and then and then he was a football coach mm-hmm. and uh, you know it, it has been absolutely crazy to me um, I mean I knew his coaching tree was was pretty uh, star-studded but seeing now like every I mean, just just about every NFL player has been affected in some way by a member of um, Mike His Leach's coaching tree, yeah. and then you have you know Josh Heupel and Sonny Dykes um, Lincoln and Riley. Lincoln Riley. I mean, unbelievable! Every, the, the like coach. everyone. Um, yeah, I mean it's everybody. I mean every NFL, every successful NFL offense has uh, benefited from some part of the air raid and. Um, you know he was he he's the inventor of that and although he it seemed to us that he was pretty stubborn in that and he wasn't willing to adapt to it 
I mean, he almost to a fault. I mean, like that's just kind of explains who he was as a person. Like he's going to stick to his guns and he's going to not follow the crowd. He's going to do what he wants to do. And, you know, although it may have been frustrating at times, like that's just what made him Mike Leach. And Mm -hmm. so very glad that we got to be a part of that firsthand uh, for these past three years. And, um, the, the times where I've kept up with Mississippi State football the most, he's been the coach and, um, it's been, it's, it's been absolutely awesome. I mean, yeah. me and you from the very beginning, we heard about this and we were excited about it. We drove up to Starkville to see his press conference and <laughs> I've never seen a buzz around, a uh, around our football program quite like that. Like everybody was just like, I almost ecstatic. skipped class to go see him at the airport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just crazy. I was how... sitting in class. I was sitting at the start of a two hour class when I saw the, the report that, a football coach was coming in and the plane was coming from Key West. And then <laughs> um, people were like, yeah, the, the, the cheerleaders have been told to get to the airport. I'm, uh, it's going to land in like an hour. And I'm sitting in my class and I'm like, I should, should you I leave? Make it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I could make it. I, I didn't, I didn't end up leaving. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. but it was just that, that excitement. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's wild. And uh, we've also seen the thing this week that, like, as of right now, Mike Leach is not eligible for the College Football Hall of Fame because he doesn't have 60%, a 60% winning percentage, which if he hadn't stuck around schools like Texas Tech, Washington State, and Mississippi State, he probably would blow past 60%. Yeah. And if, he, if we hadn't had this COVID year where we played all SEC teams and Mississippi State only had 50 scholarship players, then we definitely would. He definitely would have reached that 60%. Um, so hopefully there will be an exception made just for the impact that he's made on football. And um, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they made an exception and put him in in the next class, honestly. Yeah. And I'm not sure if the College Football Hall of Fame is like the NFL Hall of Fame, where it's like the main criteria is like, can you tell the story of college football without this guy? You can't tell the story of football without no, Mike Leach. Surely cannot. Um, like, and uh, it, this it, year, we there were, th- it was three members of his coaching tree that, that were there about to make the playoffs. Yeah, Heifel and, and Lincoln Riley, like, if they handle business the last week of their season, they're in. And, um, or last two weeks of their season, whatever. But yeah, like, it could have been three-fourths just his disciples. Like, <laughs> And, and, and I think the story on Lincoln was he came into Texas Tech, um, had had an injury, and then Leach was like, "Hey, um, I know I know you have a good football mind. Your body just can't do it. You want to take on coaching?" And then that's how Lincoln got into it, mm-hmm. and he started coaching as like that young guy, and he yeah. he's blossomed into I mean a top three football mind and. Yeah, I mean, I mean the world, and he he's one of the first people that I saw. You know, he just kind of puts like he owes it all to Mike Leach, and he, he has all the respect in the world for him, and um, just truly. And then outside of college football, it's been crazy. It's like Matthew McConaughey, um, I, I saw him post something, and I also saw stuff from some of our assistant coaches, like uh, on on our staff, saying you know some of my favorite Mike Leach stories are him talking about just 
hanging out with Matthew McConaughey at his house in Texas. So All like, the Dave Emmerich ones have been good. Yeah, I still I'm like, follow him. I, I truly didn't grasp how much of a, like, I, just out, even outside of football, how much of a celebrity we had just living and walking around Starkville for the last three years and, um, you know, in a way took him for granted. I know it, it wasn't always fun on the football field to, to see his offense, but, I mean, Mike Leach was bigger than football, and um, yeah, that that has definitely been proven in, uh, in this past week. So um, I, I just can't say enough like how shocked I, I was and still am. You know, this time last week we were, um, I mean, we just had no, no clue. And, um, you know, I don't even know. I, I, obviously, this is not something that we could pr- possibly prepare for. So Yeah, and, um, and I mean, obviously, no one was able to prepare for it. And it's it's just one of those things where I, I think since he was our football coach, we, we were, I, I mean, reasonably, like, tough on him, like, I'm I'm sure I'm sure Mike wouldn't wouldn't be like no no criticism at all like I know we yeah. told Brandon Walker because you know Brandon Walker does like the I have fired Mike Leach tweets mm-hmm. uh, apparently Leach liked those <laughs> really yeah he was a fan of those he said if you if you're a funny guy be funny so yeah that's funny well, um don't think that we're um like neglecting the other elephant in the room we do know that uh zach ronette is the new head coach at mississippi state we know that that's a very quick turnaround um we have our opinions on that and that's coming up closer to the end of the end of the podcast or at least the back half um we kind of wanted to to transition um a little bit i mean if if you have more to say about mike feel free but we're just going to talk a little bit more or talk a little bit about the portal transfer portal and recruiting and what uh mike leach's sudden sudden passing has what effect that's had on our recruiting and uh and it it does seem to have had a little bit so um got any more to say about mike right now um all all i really have is it it was it was one of those moments where there's someone who's always been synonymous with one of the things you love and it's it's been mike leach since like i've been able to remember football Mm-hmm. Um, it's been Mike Leach. He's been the he's been the one guy that you can always look at and be like, ha, Mike Leach. You know, like it, it doesn't matter what year it was. You knew what you were gonna get from him. Um, and and seeing him pass after being like so synonymous with like my my like watching a football, like me caring about it, it it's it, it broke me. And I, yeah. I can't imagine what our players and the coaching staff that's been around him for, I mean, longer, longer than we have. I mean, he's, he, th- these are his guys. Yeah. Um, you know, I know you, you talked about like, as people who pull for the school that he was at, like, obviously we, we probably were critical of him more than you know most people in the nation were, but I mean, you look at what he did at Texas Tech and Washington State and, and Mississippi State, you know, we're not, those three schools are not, you know, top tier football programs. And, we and, I, I, there. <laughs> and I, I, I think that he chose those pretty um, uh, specifically. Like he, I'm sure that if he wanted to, he could have taken a like offensive coordinator job at some big school and, 
and ultimately been the head coach at a bigger school. I think that could have happened, and he probably would have had to sacrifice his uh, offense a little bit for that and, and sacrifice his own way, which is not something he wanted to do. Um, but you see, you know, the, the Minshew mania that ensued in Pullman, um, he just got a few years under his belt and then turned them into a 10-win school who – Washington State is not a school that should win 10 games in no. a year. And, <laughs> at um, all. You know, selfishly, you can look ahead next year and say, we have a pretty favorable schedule, and, you know, that's that team could win 10, 10, win 10 games next year and, um, you know, have college game day and everything. And Mike Leach would be the center of it with a mustache on his face and, you know, still answering silly media questions about whatever topic they wanted to bring up. And, as a fan, I kind of got fed up with those. Like, can we just care about football? Can we just talk about football? Like, stop treating him like a like this is a joke. But in honesty, like, that's when he seemed like he was happiest. Like, when he 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 was all football all the time. And then when he finally got a chance to talk about something other than football, he was like, that was when he was himself. And you know, now those are the moments I want back more than anything, even more than like a 10 win season. If just to hear him like rant about weddings and candy corn again, would just be incredible. And, um, you know, we have a bunch of those clips now, but that's all we have is these memories of Mike Leach. And so, um, I was very, very sad to see him pass. And, um, but the, the, uh, the little things like the pictures of, you know, a pirate flag flying at Davis Wade or just his picture on Jumbotrons on, in stadiums all across the country. Um, people leaving flowers and candy outside the gates of Davis Wade as well. I mean, the girl that stuff. he talked to about the uh, wedding, flying a pirate flag at her wedding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, just, just that crazy. Got me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, that's what we have right now. Can, and it was a wait, sad week. Wait, do we want to do our top three? Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. do that. I didn't see that on here. Okay. Um, we, we did want to end this by saying, or by talking about our three favorite games under Mike Leach in his era here at Mississippi State. Um, number one, I think be it without, without a shadow of a doubt, has to be the first game of his era. KJ Costello, statue 623 game. passing yards. The statue game. Um, we, we beat the defending national champions, introduced the air raid to the SEC, we were going to win the national championship. KJ was going to win the Heisman. And, um, you know, it was just... All of that happened, right? All of that happened, yeah. Um, I mean, th- there was... We, we reached the peak uh, at that moment, and then it was just downhill from there for, for, for that year, at least. Um, that was that was the first game we saw under Mike Leach. That was the best game. Um and then I think for the second best game, you might have to go to the, the other end and think about the last game that he coached. And it wasn't pretty. We definitely didn't have somebody throw for 623 yards, but <laughs> a win over Ole Miss in one of the funniest fashions outside of 2019 that I've seen in a long time. A shovel pass on a two-point conversion. That's pretty Burning hilarious. two timeouts to call that. <laughs> um, it, it was less about Mike Leach out coaching Lane Kiffin and more about Lane Kiffin out coaching Lane Kiffin and and um, our team like the whole I mean state fans knew that this was a tough team but um, I, I can I can kind of assume that the outside um, opinion on an air rain team is like yeah they're not tough um, they, they 
They're they're just finesse stuff. We yeah. out toughed Ole Miss during yeah. that last game, like completely, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that was that was a fun one. Obviously, opposite ends of of Mike's era at Mississippi State. The first game and the last game. Those are those are my top two. Yeah, and the last one or, or the, the Ole Miss game specifically, just because it's against Ole Miss for me, and then the other things that we mentioned as well. Um, the third game, me and Hunter kind of disagreed on a little bit, so I'll I'll give mine, and then you can give yours. Okay. Um, I think Texas A and M this year was probably my third favorite, just because anytime you get a score in every phase of the game, I mean, we had a pick six, we had a blocked kick return for a touchdown, and obviously we had go decam go, <laughs> and then obviously we had we had uh, Will Rogers have a. 400 plus yard passing game um you know to score offensively a lot that was a fun one just yeah. blowing out texas a&m even though they didn't turn out to be a a, a good team at all um, you're welcome <laughs> yeah we, we we killed them um and then they beat yeah, that was you obviously that was that was a fun one for me so. yeah um i'm gonna go got? with uh 2021 auburn uh the comeback Ooh, yeah mm-hmm. um yeah that one was just really fun uh, seems like Auburn was just running it up on us. Um, and then I believe the, ha- the, the speech was, uh, they can't stop us if we execute. Yeah. And, and it's, how, it's, it's simple like that. Um, how well did that age? <laughs> that like, was awesome. Like, and it was so weird because for about every game at that point, I had been saying, Hey, this offense is pretty unstoppable when they execute. Cause after my game reviews, I'd be like, yeah, when everyone does their job, you know, they, they're they averaging like 12 yards of play. And if you add that up, that's a dub. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so seeing that happen and then Auburn just, it wasn't even like they were playing horribly. It was just yeah. there was nothing that they could possibly do. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Um, some, some honorable mentions uh, for this uh for this award, or not award, but just the, these these top games. So honorable mentions for me are uh, Arkansas this year. I mean, we just dominated from start to finish. Um, uh, Kentucky last year. Yeah, you know, we got the one. lead, I think, in the second quarter and didn't really look back. And then another one, oddly enough, is the loss to Georgia in 2020. Um, 50 scholarship players, and we hung with one we of the nation's best. We talked about that game so much. Yeah, that... That game, if if Stetson Bennett started, we would have won that game by twenty one points. Yeah. So. Um, I think my two honorable mentions are going to be, um, twenty twenty one, Texas A and M, Will going in there, and <laughs> lighting them up. Um, yeah. And then I think, I, <laughs> I think the Armed Forces Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> like um it's, it another, had, it's another mike leach memory it, it had it had two of the best like video clips of all time um mm-hmm. you, you have <laughs> you have emmanuel forbes and malik heath uh cutting through there like world war ii um bombing raids um <laughs> one with a towel whip the other with a kick to the face and yep. then um Another camera is showing Will Rogers and Mike Leach in the crowd taking pictures. 
and then slowly panning over to the entire team's <laughs> fighting on the field. And it was just awesome. Like yeah. that that game, the post game about that, the 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 locker room videos, the the Malik Heath on the Instagram live looking like yelling that he's looking for a Will and Will like obviously not wanting to be on that video. <laughs> like, just... Yeah. Uh, since we're just naming pretty much every win in Mike Leach's era here, Louisiana Tech 2021, we were down 20 in the fourth quarter, come back and win it. If that doesn't just tell you about Mike Leach's time here, like we may look really ugly sometimes but we can turn it around just that quickly and look like the best team in america yeah and 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 it was always weird because we're like yeah you you can know when our when our offense isn't gonna show up but it was kind of stupid to say that because like and i think like all of these wins that we have talked about that were so great our offense looked pretty bad at the beginning (laughs) Like, from possession to possession, it would just change. Like, I think about Arkansas last year, the game, we we were, like, there in Fayetteville. Like, Will had some awful drives, threw an awful interception early in the game, and then had a two-minute drill, like, surgically moving down the field. I think he moved down the field, like, three plays in, like, 21 seconds, and we were in field goal range. And we don't have anyone that should be able to run 40 yards in that I'm like, like, what is this? I mean, from possession to possession, you just never knew what you were going to get, but at the same time, you knew exactly what you were going to get. Like, yeah, like, if you knew, what you the knew if it was going to happen, Yeah, what what would happen? Like, mm-hmm. and, yeah, um, I, I wish, I wish we could go back knowing what happened and not take them for granted as much, but, yeah. I am so glad we got to ride on the ride. Yeah, I'm I'm very, very glad that we got a firsthand uh, experience with, with Mike Leach. And um, we'll talk about him more throughout the episode. We're going to move on here now to um, transfer portal and recruiting talk. And um, we're, we're, as we sit now, we are 27th nationally in recruiting. And, and I'm pretty sure just inching up uh, yeah. day by day. A bunch of our guys um, are about to get readjusted. So we okay. should move up. Yeah. Um, just a 10,000 foot view, our cornerbacks are looking incredible. Like yeah. losing, losing, uh, a future NFL star, I'm assuming, um, in Emmanuel Forbes a year after we lost Emerson. So it's kind of like this room has fallen apart, but oh my goodness, our, our DBs are just piling up now. Um, both coming out of high school and transfer portal. So we're going to talk about a few of those names in a minute. Also, when I look at the high school guys coming in, a big chunk of them are offensive linemen. Um, I'm sure we'll get some uh, junior college guys as well, and hopefully we'll hit the portal for one or two also. Um, although we are returning a big portion of our offensive Everyone line. Everyone but Sharp. But, yeah. So, I mean, like, that's that's what we look at with the air raid. Um, like, and who, we'll talk a little bit later about whether or not we're still going to be seeing the air raid or not. Um but, yeah, I mean, offensive line has been kind of hit and miss in, in games in, in these past few years. And so that's that's obviously something we want to sure up. Um, and, yeah, so let's get into some names here. So um, Radarius Jones, Radar Jones, as he goes by, uh, four-star defensive back from Horn Lake. And uh, he's now transferring from LSU. So 
his first year in college was actually the Joe Burrow 2019 national championship team. So he's a national champion and uh, he's coming here. It's got to be a good locker room presence. Yeah. Right. (laughs) He was in that locker room with all those famous videos uh, with Odell. Do you think he uh, get the gat? Did he got the gat? Um, So yeah, he's coming in with one year of eligibility, I believe. Um, He's coming in as a senior, but he's a Mississippi guy who, Mississippi State recruited very heavily and um, I guess just never stopped recruiting. So, um, Radar Jones, is he, are you seeing him more as a cornerback? Is that, yeah, um, our, everything's going to kind of be, be, be kind of a wash. Mm-hmm. Um, because of how much skill we have, it's going to be a whole lot about getting your best guys on the field. So, yeah. and I, I'm still not exactly sure about what safeties are returning. Yeah, um, I, I really don't know that either. Me either. I'm going wait. Um, I'm gonna wait for someone to tell me exactly who's staying. At the end of the day, I, I, I obviously I know we have to fill some holes, but absolutely trust whatever Zach Arnett throws out on yeah. defense, and he's the head guy now. So I really, really trust him. Um, next up, Kamari Rogers, four-star defensive back from Holmes County Central High School here in Madison. Um, transferring from miami and he's coming in as a freshman yeah um, um he eligibility wise he i believe he was the guy that was injured his senior year of high school mm-hmm. and then yeah. didn't play um and basically did rehab for a year um okay. but now he's running good and he's coming so that's yeah. you you said uh, about radar that's a guy that you just don't stop recruiting um mm-hmm. kamari yeah. rogers this the staple of that Absolutely. And the difference between Mississippi State and Ole Miss the past couple of years is that, I mean, they don't really go after guys in high school very often. I mean, it's Lane Kiffin is the portal king. You know, that's that's his main focus. And so as soon as these guys don't come out of high school. Portal king like, surely went better than eight and four, right? Sorry. Sorry. Surely. Toxic. Surely, surely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's – I'm listening to Thunder and Lightning earlier today. I mean, Robbie just hit home. Like, that is the Mississippi State way. Like, just recruit guys from Mississippi that are going to have pride to be at Mississippi State. And, you know, although the Ole Miss fans say that the Egg Bowl is not their biggest uh, priority, sure does seem like it. Um, and having a bunch of players from outside of the state of Mississippi is great until they don't really care about the Egg Bowl that much. Yeah. And our guys really, really do. So, I mean. <laughs> uh, uh, breaking news since we made this. Um Luke Evans, uh, corner from Orlando, Florida, I believe, um, Cincinnati commit, um, has flipped to Mississippi State. What? <laughs> oh my god! And I, I just want to point out, I haven't said this yet. Radar and Kamari Rogers, both committed since the Mike Leach news has hit. Um, they both announced they're transferring since then. Um. Another two guys I wanted to talk about here, high school guys, um, Creed Whitmore, four-star uh, wide receiver. He's listed as an athlete, so can play other places as well. He's from Gainesville, Florida, and um, it's, it's between us and Florida, and he seems doubled down on Mississippi State. Um, he gave a speech at his school's, I don't know if it was like a signing day or like I think it was announcing day. like their signing day or something. I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, it's not National Signing Day yet, but I mean, it was just like everybody putting on hats and, you know, 
saying where they're going like a week early for some reason. Um, and he gave a speech about Mike Leach and what he meant to him. So it seems like we've got him. He's a, like I said, four-star wide receiver. Um, so excited about that. And then what I'm most excited about, and if you're a Mississippi State fan, look him up and remember his name, whether or not he ever touches the field here. He is, he will have a huge impact on the guys that end up coming to Mississippi State. And I truly do think he could be a difference maker on the field. Uh, Chris Parson, four-star quarterback from Tennessee, um, not not University of Tennessee, <laughs> just the state of Tennessee. Um, he has become a fan favorite for me and a lot of other Bulldogs. Um, he is, uh, he was in Starkville when the news about Leach hit and uh, was going to practices, watching film with the team and everything. And um, he started texting recruits saying these exact words uh, and just kept on as the, the news about Leach got even worse. But he said, we were literally the last class that Coach Leach ever recruited. We're the last guys that he wanted to join his program. We should wear that as a badge of honor. And he was saying that to guys to, to convince them not to flip and go other places, but to, to stay committed to where they wanted to go to school when Mike Leach was recruiting them. Um, and so... Yeah, he he's just become a leader even before he's even before he signed and become a become a Mississippi State student and athlete. Um, so he'll be on campus after signing. He'll be on campus in January, um, and he's an elite eleven quarterback. He has he a lot it, of upside. Right? He, he uh, I didn't I he he won one of the he won the rail yeah. shot one. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he went perfect. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, like, he, he was a guy who was competing against, like, Devin Leary, Chris, uh, Caleb Williams, Spencer Rattler. Like, he was he was going up against, like, current college guys, a Heisman winner, and beating them in competitions. Um, I know that, you know, we, we had Jalen Maiden a few years ago doing doing stuff like that at camps with Cam Newton. Uh, but, you know, anytime you see that, you have to you have to like it. You have to see the upside. And, um you can't overlook the, the leadership that he's already shown. Yeah. Um, even a few weeks ago, he took his official visit or one of his official visits. And um, instead of going to the basketball game with the rest of the guys on their official visits, he stayed in with Coach Leach and other coaches and um, watched film. Shouldn't and he be just... packing the hump? <laughs> yeah. Really not committed to Mississippi State Athletics as much as he thinks he is. But uh, no, he, he just really seems like he loves football, really, really committed to it. And, um, just remember the name Chris Parson because I think he's going to be a, a fan favorite for a yeah. long time. I have another one that you may not know of. Um, it's Seth Davis out of uh, Katy, Texas. Okay, um, a five foot seven running back. Um, Ooh, yeah, five foot seven, one seventy, tiny guy. Um, uh, yeah, um, I think he won like six A like Player of the Year in Texas. Oh crap! <laughs> so okay. so there's that. Um, basically, if he was he was uh, an inch taller. He'd be a, a five-star and going to Bama next year, uh, but he's a three-star. Yeah. Um, excited about that. Well, he would also be a five-star if he committed to Bama today. Um, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. So, so Freshman um, All-American. Pre-season. Another one that I've seen that I, I have no reason to, uh, to be excited about, except for the fact that he's from Australia. Um, his name is Keelan Crimmins. He's an Australian punter, the first that we've ever had, I believe. Um, and so he could be the worst punter ever, and I would still be excited about we, it. We'll be like, wow, we should put in the Australian kid. <laughs> yeah, I. after seeing 
six of our 12 games this year with us having just horrible punting. I just have to believe that, you know, he's going to be better. And I see like every other school, even Southern Miss having Australian punters. And I'm like, why can't we just get one of those? Oh, shoot. We got Malik Ellis from Laurel? Yeah, we did. Dude, I didn't know we were. Oh, sick. Yep. Sick. I'm really excited about that, too. There's another. (laughs) So, um, all that to be said, um, recruiting the past week has looked really, really good, both high school and um, uh, transfer portal guys. And all this with, I mean, I know that our program right now is surrounded with some uncertainty and um, even the the really uh, just unbelievable news that there were schools trying to poach our players, you know, contacting them about like, yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty around the program. Like, would you consider transferring? And although we don't know any schools like by name, like it was definitely Auburn. I think we can look around and and say it's probably Auburn. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, I, I, I truly don't believe that Lane Kiffin is, is behind any of that. I, as much as I like want to, I don't think that he would behind, like use the back channels. Yeah. I, I, I think he, if anything, he would just tweet it. He would be know. tweeting at them. Like he'd be like, "Yeah, no." Coach. He would just tweet eye emojis and like a he skull would, emoji. He would just like copy Tulu's tweet and be yeah. like, "At like Tulu Griffin, I need you practicing for me. I need him. I need him." Um, also, in the past couple of days, I, I don't know if there's any anything to it, but I've seen. Um, Xavier Thomas kind of talking about maybe not transferring. Yeah, I'm um, not sure if he has an offer from LSU. Uh, they kind of had some guys come back that, like, Boutte is coming back, and then the guy that they flipped from Mississippi State a few years ago. Yeah, he's coming Neighbors. Back. Yeah. Um, I don't really understand, like, obviously, Xavier Thomas is more than just a punt returner. Like, I, I but know we didn't a see that. Like, but, like, he doesn't have film as a wide receiver. Plus, LSU has far better talent than we do um so like i i he just has film as like a very niche position on the field that malik neighbors has done very well since the first week of the season um so i'm not really sure what his plan was Uh, there i just saw like several of our players tweet um like take your name out of the portal and stuff like that and he, he was like retweeted it and sent eye emojis back like like he might. So I don't have any truth to that other than like stupid emojis on Twitter. Um, also saw, speaking of eye emojis, Dakotis Crawford from um, wide receiver from Nebraska, who has the coolest name in the country. No pun intended. Um, saw him post some eye emojis at Tulu and then Tulu sent them right back to him. So um, can we, I, can I we start up Deco- a Tulu like uh, tweet um, like translator? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> like the like the old like like Kyrie ones or the Cam Newton ones. Yeah, yeah. I also I, I speaking of that, I think that um, uh, Dakotis was actually responding to Kamari Rogers' post. Um, I don't know what the connection there is, but because Dakotis is from like Louisiana, I think. Yeah. But he plays at Nebraska or played at Nebraska. He's now transferring, so that would be a wide receiver that could easily slide in and take. Rara's place. Do I know if he's cool? No. Do I know if he's good? No. Name cool. <laughs> name's cool. Name Counts. name name's cooler than Rara, and Rara is a pretty cool name. So, um, Rara so yeah, XR. I, <laughs> Rara. 
I'm gonna miss doing that when he scores. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna really miss the duck celebration. Hopefully. Yeah, can we give him another year? Honestly? Can we? Um but yeah, so that's that's what we wanted to say and and the tail end of what I was saying there about other schools trying to poach our players now that there's uncertainty in our program, I, I believe had a lot to do with us um going ahead and making this decision to change Zach Arnett from an interim head coach to our head coach, just as the as the head guy for our program moving forward, not just for the bowl game, but um, for for the, the, the foreseeable future. Got a four-year contract, making $3 million a year. Um, and I just have to give all the credit in the world to Mark Keenum. He, he has dealt with this whole situation um, with – a whole lot of respect for our program and putting our players needs first, but also showing a lot of respect to Mike Leach and, and, um, and Mike Leach's staff. Um, Zach Arnett deserves this, uh, more than any coordinator I know of. He yeah. is, I mean, he's um, stayed here. He stayed here when he had far better opportunities elsewhere, LSU, Auburn. Um, I'm sure Florida was an option. I, I'm, um, I'm sure there were calls. Yeah, uh, I'm, I think South Carolina, I heard at one point, uh, we know Syracuse. He came here after he had already accepted a job at Syracuse. At I just the found press out about conference. That. Yeah, um, there there have probably been um, schools, like maybe a group of five schools that have wanted him as a head coach in the past few years that we may not have even heard about. Um, Zach Arnett was, is, a, is a loyal guy, and um, I, I think that if he uh, – didn't want to be a head coach at some point he wouldn't be here right yeah. now like he, he wouldn't have stayed at mississippi State. if he wanted to be a defensive coordinator for life go to lsu you can be one for as yeah. long as you're good like and, that's a top five dc job right there yeah like and um and there's a path i mean he saw david what david randa did i mean he, he could get a bigger head coach somewhere else bigger head coaching job somewhere else um but zach arnett's been very loyal and um can I just say, I, 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 it's not like I had any sort of personal relationship with Mike Leach, but can I just say, like, anybody that thinks this is disrespectful to Mike Leach to move on this quickly, I, I'm going to say the words that Hunter said the other day. Hunter said, Mike Leach could have been fired and Zach could have been hired an hour later, and nobody in this world would have been happier for Zach Arnett than Mike Leach. Like, like, like I, I really, Mike, I, I don't, I don't think at, and I think we can safely assume that Keenum talked to the Leach family about all of this. I yeah, mean, he was in Jackson with them. Like, like acting like Keenum is this heartless man that, that's just working in the best interests um, of himself. Doing all of this without an AD. This yeah. is not Keenum's job, by the way. Yeah. Um, like, he definitely asked um, the Leach family. Like, I, I'm, I, I would safely assume that. Um, yeah. Also, Mike Leach is surrounded in this country by football coaches in the NFL and the college level that have surpassed him in success, and he he never expressed any amount of jealousy. He he always seemed stoked to talk to any coach about anything. You know, like he was very. I'm sure he's very proud of Lincoln Riley and uh, Josh Heupel and um, Sonny Dykes. I mean. These guys respect him, love him, and I'm sure he loved and respected them right back. Um, he, I, I, I guarantee you, 
he'd be very proud of Zach Arnett yeah. and very happy that and, he's he's taking over this job. And there's a reason that that we gave Zach Arnett the big extension um, to to keep that buyout big. He was mm-hmm. next up. Yeah. And and that plan just got executed, and I'm sure Mike Leach knew about that. Um, that that kind of gives him the freedom. Hey, if you leave, we we have next up. Um, you're not going to be leaving us in the dust. And I, I could see that being something that Leach knew about. Like, yeah. Like I mean, he now can. There, he knows about the contract too. Yeah. Now there is um. There is some uncertainty around. The staff that surrounds Zach Arnett now, um, obviously, it opens up a defensive coordinator spot that um, I'm assuming will be filled. I don't think he would. I mean, yeah, people are like, "Well, Mike was both." I'm like, "Well, Mike, who also had like a 20 year co- head coaching career." Yeah, so. I, I think that would be a lot on Zach Zach Arnett's plate right now. Um, so I think we'll get a defensive coordinator. Who would that be? I I don't really I'm know. Sure. Um, I'm assuming it's somebody that runs a similar defense as Zach Arnett. He could, he's he could still hire his old mentor. He could, definitely. Um, but there are a lot of guys on that staff that, um, before they were wearing Mississippi State polos, they were wearing Washington State polos. And I'm sure there are some of them who before that were wearing Texas Tech as well. Mm-hmm. Like, they followed Mike Leach, loved him, and were his disciples in every sense of the word. I mean, they were they would follow him until they couldn't anymore. And they're at that point now. And um, so there is some uncertainty in those. I mean, did Steve you hear Spurrier the quote uh, that B-Walk said that one of the coaches no. told him? Um, he was, he asked one of the coaches like, yeah, this, this has got to be tough. Um, how are y'all handling it? And then he, he said a bunch about, um, you know, you got to play the last game, and then ended it off with, uh, "It's a pirate's life for me." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, well, that was cool." <laughs> like, yeah. like I haven't there liked the pirate stick this whole time, uh, but that was pretty sick. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, um, I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter, like. Yeah, just promote Steve Spurrier Jr. from like receivers coach to offensive coordinator and let's ride. Nope. Like ah, I we, mean, we could. We we saved. Um, we have a good amount a of, lot money. of money. <laughs> yeah, that, like, that we can. We just opened up two million dollars a year. Um, and going from Mike Leach's salary to and Zach didn't Arnett's. have to. I, I mean, I know it sounds horrible, but we didn't have the deal with the buyout either. Yeah. Right. So we're clear from that as well. So I mean go get a go get an offensive coordinator. Yeah. Like go get truly. go get a dude. And do one find one that's like gonna gonna preach air raid principles. Like, and, and like in some way. I mean, I mean we don't they're all have over to the have... place. It's <laughs> he's been coaching for like twenty we're... years, he's had like fifteen quarterbacks and they're all in coaching. Yeah. It's it's not like we have to it's not like we're about to get an offensive coordinator who's going to start a triple option scheme and we're not going to have a staff for it. For You're telling me we're not hiring Navy's uh, head coach? Although he was fired in the locker room, which was is he? brutal. Yeah, after the Army-Navy game, the AD came and fired him in the was locker that, room. Was that a dishonorable discharge? I saw a tweet asking the same question. 
I, I did not know that it was in the locker room. Jeez. Yeah, that's brutal. The dude um, went out there and sang the song after the game and then got fired. <laughs> that's terrible. Um, but yeah, um, Hunter, I just if you could go ahead and uh, just say a few names that you've maybe not heard about for the job but want for the job. Yeah. Um. So so the first um that is kind of unobtainium at this point uh, would be Garrett Riley um, at TCU. Um, brother of you know yeah of lincoln of, of the other riley the, yeah. the really good one um this one's in the playoffs um so that's pretty cool yeah but he's kind of unobtainium right now because i'd assume tcu will pay him whatever he wants yeah you know um the another one that that i was really excited for um was graham harrell um, he accepted the job at uh, OC job at Purdue. I still think that there's an option. I mean, we have to be able to pay more than you know that space school over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that one kind of happened. And then one that it seems like everything's been opening up for is uh, Seth Latrell from UNT. Um, from, from North Texas, he just went to the CUSA Championship, and they decided to fire him. Now, yeah. you may be like, hey, he couldn't win at North Texas. Yeah, they couldn't stop anyone. <laughs> um, they, they put up numbers. They put up points. I think that that would be awesome. Um, and he did not get the North Carolina job, which was very rumored to happen. So, gotta think that we're in some talks there. And then another one that I kind of like the idea of is Chris Hatcher, head coach at Samford. Okay. Uh, I think having a guy that, I mean, he's been a head coach since 2000 uh, at, at Valdosta State. Uh, I think that was, was that when Leach was there? Uh, yeah, he was a quarter, I think he was a quarterback under Leach at Valdosta. Oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's... Like, I mean, he's been a head coach since 2000. Mm. Um, and, and he's just always been on that second level. And I think going and getting a guy like him that understands the the role of head coach, uh, yeah. bring him up here, let him be OC, let him be a, uh, associate head coach, and, and just kind of let surround Arnett with, with competency. Yeah. Uh, or, or like, People that know what's happening. And honestly, Arnett may not need it. He has been under like two coaches that have 300 lifetime wins or something. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like you're it's, right. It's kind of um, nuts. Like, he's been under two of the best coaches ever. And yeah. he's been like their right-hand man. So, I mean, he may not right. need it. I will also say, like, anytime a, a school, anytime a program gets a new head coach... It is supposed to be like a time of excitement and like like a team's not doing well and this new coach is going to bring them into the promised land. Like obviously that rarely ever works out, but like at the time the coach is hired, it is a time of excitement. Everybody has something to look forward to. Like it's going to be different now. Um, we had that with Dan Mullen transitioning from Croom to Mullen. Um, that ended kind of rocky and uh, 
because of the way that he left. And then Joe Moorhead came in very, very promising as like the former OC at Penn State. Like that was excitement because like we just moved into like, okay, Dan Mullen like got stagnant at this point in his career. Joe Moorhead is going to bring something new and we're going to move forward. It's going to be different. And First year it didn't work fun. out. First year was fun. Yeah. The defense was great. Um, but that obviously that didn't work out. Mike Leach was the epitome of like, this is about to be different. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be super, we made super, a super different. We made a name higher. Like we, we've actually heard of this guy. He's not a former OC. Like it's not a, a guy's first chance. Like it, it's, it's like he chose us. We didn't choose him. And um, so that was, that was awesome. And I feel bad for Arnett that like, he's not going to be like his first chance is not going to be like at a time of excitement. Like everybody's sad that, you know, Mike Lee can't be our coach anymore. So now that we have to settle for Zach Arnett, we have to settle for our defensive coordinator. Um, let's, let's try our best to give Zach Arnett the benefit of the doubt and some excitement here, regardless of what happens on December 30th or 31st, where, when do we play the bowl game? Uh, I think it's January 2nd. January 2nd. Regardless of what happened against Illinois, like I expect that game to – I expect us to win that game. I expect us to make some incredible tribute to Mike Leach with, every, with what we wear, with something with the pirate ship in Tampa, something. But like – and I know that will be Zach Arnett's first time as like the head guy in a football game. But regardless of what happens that day against Illinois – Let's go into the offseason with some sort of excitement that he's going to bring a staff on that is going to have something different and something exciting moving forward for Mississippi State football. I I love this guy. Even last week, before we any we knew any of this was happening, we talked highly of Zach Arnett. Like we talked about him coming back and, and being a big part of why the, the defensive defensive guys were running it back, as they say. Like we know that the players love him. We know the defensive guys love to play for him. Um, we know his defense is exciting. Yeah. It's and, aggression. It's toughness. It's And you look at the guy, and you can tell he's a football coach. Um, it surprises me that he, he wanted this job. A, uh, an All-American baseball player in high school? Really? Didn't I send you that one time? You did, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't expect him to take this job. Um because he just doesn't seem like the guy who loves the podium. He doesn't seem like the guy who loves the the spotlight on him. But in this profession, like everybody wants to move up and everybody wants to go to the next step with very few exceptions to that, I I think. Um, Everybody wants the the head coaching job. And him having his first chance at an SEC level is going to be tough. But as I said, let's just try to give him – what every coach wants and what every fan base wants and some excitement going into his tenure at Mississippi State. Yeah. I mean, if if he was at Georgia and Georgia had the fifth best defense in the SEC, would he be hired as our head coach? Yeah. Like yeah. we we would we would be very happy about this. Um but no, he was he was at Mississippi State um with with his defense on the field a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Still top five in the SEC, so yeah. uh, that that's that's one way of looking at it. Um, don't lock yourself into wow, we're just hiring from within. No, the the guy had a top five defense at a place that honestly, like the how the offense does statistically, you shouldn't have that. 
yeah. how much they were left we on are, the field. We are a revolving door of defensive coordinators and have been for the last decade, if not more. I didn't really keep up with Mississippi State football before then, but I mean, it's like two years and you're out of here most yeah. of the time. So, um, so um, when's the last time we had an offensive coordinator? I don't know. It, Mullen was always OC, right? Uh, I was never really familiar with what his staff was, other than like Manny Diaz Manny a couple Diaz. of times. <laughs> um, I really don't know. Like, I, I think I think he may have been OC the entire time. And was Moorhead? Yes, Moorhead was head coach in OC. Yeah. And Mike Leach was as well. Dude, I don't know. It may have been early Mullen. I'm not exactly like, sure. I really don't know. I mean, I'm about to look. I think it up. he was a young gun. He probably did want to do it himself. Um, when when was his anyway, first year? Oh uh, nine, I believe. Yeah, but yeah, my first. I, I, I sadly never got a chance to meet Mike Leach, but I did get to meet Zach Arnett one time at a baseball game. We were both in the concession stand line at the same time, and I saw him there. He was kind of hard guy to 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 like miss. I mean, he's just looks like a football coach just standing in a crowd full of not football coaches and um he had his hat pulled down like well over his eyes just like and his arms crossed like definitely did not want to be noticed at this game but i said what's going on coach and he kind of looked up at me and said hey to me and i said nobody's noticed you here today and he is like you'd be the first and it was like the seventh inning of the game like uh, and he's like a one of the best defensive coordinators in football. And he's just walking around, not being noticed by anybody. You think Those he'll be the over. first head coach that uh, we get an interview with? Maybe so. Maybe no, so. I, I really doubt it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, you kind of want to be low profile. Anyway, uh, like those days are looks, over. Looks like... those, those days are over. If you wanted to be able to go to a baseball game and not be noticed, not going to happen anymore. And, um, you know, like I said, I guess that's the goal of every – Every, every coach in this profession, like you're going to have to move up the ladder at some point or you're not doing your job correctly. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited for Zach Arnett. That's all I'll say about him. I just couldn't be more excited for him. Obviously, it, it's not the, the scenario that he would want to become the head coach, but um, it's it's what's happened. And uh, Keenan believes he's the right guy for the job. Um, our AD search, like as, as we've kind of touched on, is on hold right now, I guess, with all everything that's happened with Leach. I think, I think we'll, a lot of this with Keenum having to make the decision at, we'll slow it down. to do this was we've been interviewing these guys since Cohen left. Um, yeah. And we haven't expected them to make a head coaching hire. Yeah, you're so right. So if we made them come in, we make the commitment to one. Oh, also, um, yeah, yeah. A week ago, we an, a head coaching vacancy at an SEC football program opened up. Yeah, have fun. We didn't interview you on this, so um, yeah, <laughs> have a good time with that. Yeah, we can't put him in that position because mm-hmm. right. that's a way, easy way to get a fired AD in three years. So. Yeah, right. So this. You're just saying like this isn't gonna be on anybody's hands. No, the, this okay. is this is just what had to happen. Come in, get the AD with a clean slate. We're in a good position. We made pretty good hires. Yeah. Just maintain and make our facilities better. 
Yeah. That's all. And market it. That's all. That's yeah. all you have to do. I mean, my thing is, like, I know it seems, I know we touched on this. I know it seems rushed, like literally two days after Mike Leach passed away, we already have a new head coach. It's a perfect storm of signing day being very, very soon. Um, other player, other coaches and schools trying to poach our players and um, having a coach that is capable and like in line for, for this kind of position. Yeah. He was coaching and, waiting. Um, like, like if it was Peter Sermon and this was like 2017 or 2016 Mississippi State, like he would not be the guy. He would not be hired two days later. He may be interviewed months and months later. He may be the interim coach. But this is different. I mean, yeah. Zach Arnett has, has paid his dues. He's proven that he can lead a team. He's proven that players really love to play for him. And he's got a track record of being one of the top defensive coordinators in the country. It's time for him to to have a shot. And I'm glad that we're the school that gets to, gets to yeah. have him. So anyway, that's going to be it for um, – for that talk, I did want to punch in uh, a few more thoughts before we before we go. Um, Emmanuel Forbes uh, was at bowl practices before Leach passed away. To no surprise, he has announced that he will play in the bowl game. Um, very unexpected for for me at least. Um, he got kind of bang, banged up in the Egg Bowl, and I thought that he was probably out for the rest of that game, and that was going to be it for his career at State. Um, I'd, I'd have to believe that he thinks he might could get another pick six in this game. Like, <laughs> you know, if, if bowl week is for You anything, think Illinois is going to put the ball in harm's way? Probably. Probably. Yeah, but Emmanuel Forbes, I, I, I'm just kidding about that. I, I do think that... No, the dude definitely hopes he gets another pick six. You're not kidding. Well, yeah, but I think his <laughs> it has way more to do with like some leadership rather than what would be the goofiest possible uh, pick six to break the record. Um, literally like a like he's gotten one off of a foot and off of a head. Maybe Could you imagine? And he's gotten one like ten yards behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> off somebody's butt. Just a, a butt. Maybe six. like a fake punt. Pick six. <laughs> like, why are you even on no, the Why are you on punt coverage? <laughs> it's like a fake field goal, and he's just, like, on the sidelines. No, he's... <laughs> a fake field goal where they, like, pitch it back to the <laughs> kicker, and he's rushing off the sideline and just intercepts. <laughs> like, kind of like the Will Levis one. But yes, like, but just like on a field goal when they're... <laughs> Yeah, when fun. they're tossing it over to the kicker on the outside, man, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. that'd be kind of goofy. So yeah, I fully. I mean, if you're a betting person and the line is like 0.5 pick sixes for Emmanuel Forbes in this game, <laughs> bet hammer the over. He's getting at least hammer one. that exact number because it's gonna be fluky as all get out. <laughs> it's gonna be a, it's gonna be worth a half of the touchdown. Anyway, um. So yeah, Emmanuel Forbes coming back. Super excited to see that. I don't know exactly why, um, but I'm excited for I it. I think he's just like that. I, I think he just loves football. And, um, he's a football guy. Yeah. Uh, next thing, uh, I'm not going to say much, but our basketball team is 10-0. <laughs> uh, 
Um, we have two more games left in the non-conference, uh, and we haven't given up more than 60 points in a game all year. Gave up less than 55 to the first nine teams. Gave up 59 to Jackson State. But they did. Uh, we're ranked... They had 53 with eight minutes left in the score. <laughs> <laughs> then I think made two threes down the stretch, and we won by double digits. Um, that we were ranked 17th in the country. First time we've been ranked in five or six years. Maybe I don't. I don't really remember being ranked under how. Being ranked in basketball feels weird. But um, we're ten and zero for the like fifth or sixth time in in, in uh, program history. Um, ranked seventeen, like I said, and that's all that I'm going to say until SEC play. We start off with some heavy hitters. Uh, start off with Bama and Tennessee, and I think Ole Miss maybe. Yeah, and then um, Ole Miss and also then gets... starts with Tennessee, <laughs> Alabama, and then us. So it it, it does get like. A little bit easier after that. Is our that, game at but, home against Ole Miss? Uh, I really don't know. I think we're Not starting one and two. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's all I'll say until SEC play. We, we look like contenders now. We've built ourselves a lot of breathing room in terms of, like, what we need to do to make it to the tournament. But um, I, we still need to go 500 or better in, in conference play. And, I think we have the team that can do it. Um, we're very inconsistent offensively, but, I mean, you're giving up, like, 50 points a game. You have to believe that you're going to be in most of those games. Um, so we put the Miss in Mississippi State basketball. <laughs> On both sides. Both teams miss a lot. Both teams just missing the goal. <laughs> both teams mishandling the ball and dribbling it off their foot. That's just that yeah. Bulldogs defense. Mm-hmm. If you ain't a dog, <laughs> you dog food. All right. That's all I'm saying until SEC play, finally. All right. <laughs> Last thing fantasy football playoffs for me and Hunter. We co manage a team named CD's Nuts. Not saying it again. What's um, the name of it? Oh, CD's Nuts. Okay. Thank you. And um, yeah, so we have already locked up some money. This is a pay to play league. Um, I did not play. I've already locked up I'm just some a money. hired gun. By, by, um, we got a bye week by being a top two team, and you sound like you really understand forty dollars. <laughs> we've already locked up forty dollars, which has to be split between me and Hunter. So I paid thirty dollars to be in this league and made twenty back. We're almost so, in the green, uh, baby. Uh, <laughs> almost. Thanks, business. I'm in the green. Thanks, thanks finance, bro. I'm not a um, finance, bro. All right, uh, so we will play the winner of. That's it's complicated. There's reseeding. We will more most likely play Nerf or Nothing or Jay Cookie's team. So, good luck either of those two teams. We're coming. Yeah. We're not backing down. Um. Anyway, um, that's all I'll What's say about our fantasy again? football team. Uh, CD's nuts. Okay. Um. Yeah. So let's move on to some Instagram questions before we go. Um, don't even want to ask how long this episode has been, but it's worth it. It has been uh, 67 minutes. Wow. Also, want to give an all-time Mike Leach um, story here. In 2008, Texas Tech's starting kicker couldn't make a PAT, so they held a halftime contest for free rent uh, for Linwood Townhomes if a student could make a kick. This kid named Matt Williams drilled the kick, and then Mike Leach pulled him aside and made him... Uh, um, t- 
Texas Tech's starting kicker for the next three seasons. How many times do you think Brooks uh, read that, like, wanting that? <laughs> like, he thought that he like, was going to be on the I'm going to be him. <laughs> yeah. Given a few more years of eligibility, I, I believe he could have done it. Absolutely. All right. Um, so we have just a few questions here, not too many, but um, first one comes from Brooks Taylor. He says, "Do you like the promotion? I love it." He he said that he loves it. Um, as we've said, we're we're both behind it. We love the the decision. We like we like the timing. Even um, I was shocked by it. I will say, but I do like it yeah, a lot. Same. Um, Duncan Helms, uh, seventeen, said, "Who's your pick for OC?" We talked about that a little bit, but Hunter, what's your pick right um, now? I would. I, I think I think Latrell from or, or well, I don't know how to say his name from North Texas would be a good one. I mean, has like four years of head coaching experience. Seems like we could get him. He's available right now. Just mm-hmm. just call him and he can yeah. come in. Make him an offer. Make it make Saban say no. Right. I think that we should make Cliff Kingsbury say <laughs> say no. By not offering him the job, because what that about man make Matt Patricia say no. In elite, in like two years, Cliff Kingsbury is going to be the head coach of Texas A and M, making like twelve million dollars a year after being fired from the Arizona Cardinals. Like yeah. the man is just allergic to failing downwards. Yeah. Right. Oh man. All right, and then one last question here. Uh, will MSU? What will MSU um, wear during the bowl game to honor Mike Leach? So I've seen options for like, uh, like an all black uniform. Which during this bowl game, it's the SEC's like cycle year to wear white. But like, I'm sure exceptions can be made. Whatever. I'll pay the fine myself. I won't. Yeah. Um. Like it, all it takes is Illinois agreeing to it, and like we could wear whatever. Um, but like all black uniforms with like a uh, pirate skull or like pirate flag on the helmet. I've seen all white uniforms with like the Buccaneers logo, basically, which would be fitting playing in their stadium. Um, regardless, I know we're going to do something. Uh, we don't have like very much time, but like I, I feel like our um, Adidas like, do the thing. Adidas and Rhett Hobart could like work together and uh and make something happen and I, I guarantee you they will um getting the rights to whatever like pirate logo who knows if that can happen but i feel like if east mississippi can do it we can handle it um i think it would be a cool tribute i've seen people saying that it needs to become a permanent thing absolutely not um but for this one game a bowl game especially in a stadium that has a pirate ship absolutely go for it um it would be really really awesome yeah um yeah, that's what we have for this episode today. It wasn't a fun one. Um, like we said, a week ago, we had no plans of even making a podcast today. We had no idea what was in store. But um, if, if you take nothing else away from this, know two things, that we love Mike Leach. We, we know that we took him for granted while he was here. He was a celebrity, and he had a heart of gold. Um, we wish that he was still with us. We wish that we had had a chance to know him. Um, but seeing all the memories that other people have shared with him kind of feels like, you know, he, he was one of us. And it, it feels makes like it we feel like you him. knew him. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if nothing else, just know that we we truly loved Mike Leach. We, we may have been critical of him at times, but I would give nothing. 
uh, I would give, give everything to, to hear him at the podium one more time and, uh, and have him as the coach of my team forever. Um, we also know that we are very, very stoked for Zach Arnett. We think he is uh, more than deserving of the position that he has. We think the timing is is fitting, and it was best for our program, best for um, best for uh, Mississippi State, best for Zach Arnett, and um, best we, for the players. Like, best for the players, and we I mean, know that I Mike mean, they've Leach been through so have... much. Like, yeah, and we know that. Um, you know, in college football, one bad year is all it takes to have five bad years. And, you know, this is best for, for the immediate. It's best for the long run. And I I, I know we, we said we can't speak for Mike Leach, but I, I know that he's not a guy who's ever been jealous of somebody uh, getting a get, getting a pay raise and a better job. So, um, yeah, that's what I have to say about those two guys. Excited. <laughs> for Zach Arnett and what he's going to do with this program. And um, obviously we we um, will remember Mike Leach for a very, very long time. So that's what we have on Going for Two. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next time. Whenever the next episode is, we'll be here. Thanks for listening. Please don't have this much news next week. Please. Please. <sighs> See you guys. Uh, have a good one. Bye. You know, when it comes to breakfast, you have ham and you have eggs. The chicken is involved, but the pig is committed. Word.